Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another serving of Business Soup Talk Radio. If it's in business, it's business soup. I'm your host, John Dibbavoise. Increase your key business drivers, collaboration, benefits to a changing environment, and a new acronym. We are inundated with information, overwhelmed with resources, but yet how we manage that information is key. Wade Hoffman, who is a partner and general manager at EarthBend, is going to join us and explain how Unified Communications as a Service, or UCAAS, can help you organize your information and maintain the relationships with your customers. Where else can you get a service like that but one source, BizSoup. That stands for Business Soup, where business comes for business. Wade, I want to welcome you to this serving of Business Soup. Well, thanks. Appreciate it, John. Pleasure to be here. You are from the EarthBend Corporation. Now, EarthBend in its previous life started back in the day of 1981. I'm not even sure I can remember 1981, but boy, I wouldn't mind being back in there. Back in the days of dial-up communication there at the, what, 14.4 and floppy drives. I remember those and dot matrix printers. You guys started off with a technology company back then. What was that company like starting off with? It was Radio Shack, which was one of the number one computer makers back then. What was the motivation of the company back then? Well, it was ironic because it was actually, you mentioned Radio Shack. Well, there's also another chain out there called Computerland. That's right. And Computerland was a franchise that this actually started as. So they started out selling workstations, you know, the original computer workstations that people were buying and using at their home offices or, you know, putting them in their offices for, uh, you know, just general business use. And over the years, as the industry evolved and things like data backup became important, as more and more data was created, um, they realized you have to become more of an enterprise or a, a business service company, not just selling workstations. And so it evolved into things like data backup and networking and communications with phone systems. And so they eventually ended up becoming a Mitel reseller and started you know, growing as an entity and created a couple of different divisions. And eventually EarthBend was formed when me and uh, two other partners acquired the assets of the operation here. So we took it on and continued the evolution that uh, brought us to where we are today in cloud communication services, cloud IoT and, and other capabilities like that. Well, let's talk about the cloud, because that's been one of the mysteries of small business, because we always feel like, well, if we put our information out there, somebody might get it. What I've been learning is that there's more opportunity for them to get it from my own computer than it is from the cloud. How is it that your company, EarthBend, got into this communication and security and the storage and all of that? And, and what does it do for me? Well, you kind of answered it. As you mentioned, you know, how do I protect my business, you know, my, my information, my assets? Because what it boils down to is people are the weakest link. You don't really hear very often of people trying to hack into a firewall technology by one of the major vendors, right? What they're doing is they're exploiting users by tricking them into doing something that then allows them into the company networks and, and such as that. But with respect to communication... Well, let me back up for a moment. You're, you're, you were saying that in the communications, it's easier to get into the company 
quite possibly through one of the employees that has a password right. that would be very easy to capture. So it's, if you happen to know somebody that works at that company, you might be able to access it because somebody in that company has a password that has access to everything. Right. And think about how great we are at advertising everything about ourselves, whether it's on LinkedIn and Facebook and you name it, right? I mean, we're a society that loves to share information no matter what industry we're in. And people just have to be aware of that. The easiest path in is not necessarily through this you know, complex technology you know, we wrap around our networks to protect that environment. It's easiest to go through somebody through an email or a, an SMS text or a phone sure. call, right? We hear about that all the time. People getting on the phone and saying, you know, hey, they, yeah, they asked me, you know, they said they're from the IRS or from Microsoft, you know, heaven forbid, right? And, and we tell them, we preach that they won't be calling you. Those people don't call you on the phone, right? But every year, you know, thousands of people get tricked into sharing information they shouldn't have. You know, that's where control over those communication vehicles becomes more and more important from a security standpoint going forward, especially as we're remote now with the pandemic and how everyone's working at home offices and remote locations. We've known that you're only as strong as the weakest link and somebody in your organization or perhaps even your kids might be the weak link that exposes the passwords that could get them into my home computer, which would then give them access to perhaps my business computer. And boy, if you're in the financial services industry and your system gets hacked, you are personally liable. Yeah. So if I convert my office, whether it be just a restaurant, a convenience store, or a hundred or more stations into the cloud, how does that protect me and the information if everybody's working off of the cloud? Well, there's a couple of things, right? I mean, you mentioned that you know it's very easy in a weak moment when you're working fast, you're trying to get a bunch of work done, and you open an email and it looks legit. And that's typically how they prey on people. So a couple of things, and it applies to the cloud and actually becomes more easy to apply in the, in the cloud environment because they typically are built with these facilitations in place. One is backing up your data and the other is multi-factor authentication. So even if they get your password or you know, like somehow someone writes it down, you know, again, heaven forbid, we preach, don't do that too. But even if they do, if you have multi-factor in place, that is essentially meaningless because they still need either your fingerprint or some other identifiable information that you know, can be sent to your cell phone or some other authentication device. And even if that fails, if you have the data backed up, now if something happens to the primary copy, I can then at least restore to a meaningful point that keeps my business and my operations going. And the cloud is really good at that. And like all of our communication, our cloud communication systems, like our, our voice services and contact center services, we back up across multiple states. So, I mean, you know, we're geodiverse and uh, have redundant network paths and everything just to prevent that from happening in our environment that we provide to our customers. It's interesting how the mystique and the mystery of the cloud, you know, all my information is going up there. Well, it can get to everybody. And I was very slow to adopt the cloud. And I particularly got involved with it when I was running out of storage on my computer. And I was... <laughs> And they said, well, for $2 a month, you can have enough to store enough information that would fit inside of a football stadium. And I go, well, sign me up. <laughs> and so, so I evolved into this. And now I've been learning and my audience has been learning that the cloud operation is much easier and quicker to work with. And there's also updates. 
You don't have to update. If, if I've got 10 stores, I don't have 10 computers communicating into one system. It's one system. And if there's an update, it's one update, not 10. And if it fails, then they're not talking and, and shaking hands properly. I have found that really effective in the restaurant industry. Right. Well, and restaurant is classic, right? The restaurant industry is one of our biggest verticals, that and healthcare and, and long-term care and other types of disparate uh, locations like that. And, and you think about what you just said, I don't need to have staff that has to maintain those systems every day. I don't have to incorporate large capital outlays to put that equipment and those applications in place in the first place. If something happens, I don't have to worry about, okay, I'm going to be down and I can't communicate if it's my phone system or I can't access the records or the, the transaction detail if, if the, the network is down. In right. the cloud, it's built for resiliency. It's built for an OpEx model instead of CapEx, which most small, medium businesses and, and, and operations, and that's a, a meaningful thing, right? I don't have to come up with hundreds of thousands of dollars or even tens of thousands of dollars to deploy a, an effective system or to upgrade the one I have when that time comes. It's in the cloud. It's always updated. It's resilient because it's spread across multiple data centers and typically multiple states. Um, the, and the other really great aspect is the efficiency I gain with my teams because now it's accessible anywhere I have an internet connection. And so whether it's voice communications like we focus on, whether it's data communication or data accessibility, now I can share that and be much more effective. I don't have to have redundant administrative staff. I don't have to have redundant team members that are in my, my data analytics or you know, my finance department. Um, they can all share that data and be much more effective. Your business is involved in what's called Unified Communications as a Service, or the acronym is UCAAS. What does that mean? Well, you, you mentioned early on, you know, back in 1981, for example, our, our communication was primarily via phone or fax, right? Those were the two options, both of which are called analog. And I won't go into the details, but as we move from analog into more digital capabilities around how we communicate, it changed the way we could then push those communications over different mediums, different devices. Well, as time moved on, we were able to do that same communication uh, model over internet connections. Well, at first, people still had to buy those phone systems and all the handsets and, you know, and the data storage behind it to store my voicemails and everything else. And people started getting smarter, just like with email and our ERP financial systems, why are we having to do that instead of running our business? Can't somebody else do it better for us in a cloud shareable format? Well, are you talking about in the old days where there was a room that was nothing but wires and boxes and humming? Switch blocks. Yeah. And then these cords that would come out of there the size of my, or the width of my thumb to every mm -hmm. cubicle or workstation. What you're talking about is replacing those with a cloud operating system, or as you call it, a unified communication as a service. And to your point, you know, all of those thumb-sized cables, and they were all isolated networks. They were specialized for their purpose. So you had one for your data communications. Uh, you had one for your voice communications. Then when it became possible to run that on a network connection, then it was shareable. But now, we, to your point, the cloud, we're going over an internet connection with high bandwidth, you know, just like we're talking right now. I'm talking wirelessly over from my iPad uh, to you in Idaho, several states away. So what the cloud provided was a way to 
gain efficiency financially and uh, from a workflow standpoint, and then also to push this out in a way where mobility is a huge benefit for this. So to your point, unified communications means I'm taking multiple channels of communication. So voice, chat, video, like we're on now, SMS in some cases, and it blends it into one communication environment or application. So in an app, as people talk about. And so UCAS is effectively taking all those and running it through a cloud-based subscription model. You know, the difference is really uh, years ago, uh, what's called SIP, Session Initiation Protocol, is kind of like HTML for websites. It basically described the way we can communicate to each other using these tools. And that's what really allowed us to do unified communications instead of individual communication channels, like one for voice, one for chat, one for video, etc. It pulled it all together and allows us to do this more effectively over a cloud format. Um, so now I don't have to buy my own phone system or my own, you know, even handsets are a necessity because I can load the application on my tablet, my phone, or my, my cell phone, or my laptop. And I can do everything I would do on a desk phone that I used to do back in, you know, previous generations off of those devices. And I can do it from anywhere in the world and look like I'm at my desk. That's the beauty of it. So I can be on vacation you know, in the Caribbean, and my business is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where I'm at now, if somebody called me and I answered the phone, it would look like I'm picking it up on my desk. And so that transportability and, and that, you know, interactive communication flow is tremendous from an efficiency and productivity standpoint for small and medium businesses. You're not the only player in this field. When I pick up the phone or I go to earthbend.com and I want to do business with you, what is my small business hoping to achieve and what problem am I looking to solve by coming to you? Well, as you mentioned, you know, we have 30 years of experience doing this specifically for small, medium businesses and up to very large businesses, right? We have some that are actually Fortune 500 clients, but our heritage has been in the small, medium business market and solving these technology needs that they have to be able to continue to evolve and grow and expand what they deliver to their customers. Communications has always been at the forefront of that. And as we've been able to provide more and more advanced communication solutions like this, um, their expectation out there with today's newer generations coming up is that if I want to communicate with you via chat, you better have chat or I'm going to go somewhere else. Or if you want to communicate via social media in our contact center solutions, um, you better be able to do that or you're going to lose me as a customer. And that's where what they call omni-channel or unified communications really, you know, we've got an advantage and we understand how to work with businesses like you, you mentioned in helping them to achieve that. And they may not have endless budgets, but we can create effective ways for them to deploy these new technologies and capabilities, both locally and, as you know, a lot of these small, medium businesses have reach that goes either nationally or internationally depending on what business they're in. And we can solve that problem with these capabilities that we offer now. And the flexibility, I think, is what has really allowed us to gain that level of success. We can be flexible in meeting those needs. You also advocate the white labeling of services. I certainly know what white labeling is, but what other services are you bringing through your partners? With our partners, a lot of times what they want to be able to do is represent their brand, right? They don't, they don't want to be promoting Earthbend, right? <laughs> they want to be promoting their business brand, and that makes sense, and we're there for them, right? We don't, we're not advocating you know, 
we go to directly to their customer base. So when they're out there positioning these solutions and, and uh, with their clients, um, we actually encourage them say, yeah, let's, let's put your brand and your, you know, your color palette on it. Um, so when they open up and start dialing or when somebody goes into their environment for chat or SMS, they, they see that brand. Your specialty at Earthbend is the communications. And so as I referenced with the white label services is that those areas that you're not specialized in, you bring them in as a complement to your existing service so that my small business could have all of these other resources through one source, and that's you. Right. So cloud solutions in general are, are the norm now as those offerings, whether it's for data or network or communication services, security services, as those have evolved, um, we've shifted in how we enable those solutions, whether it's ours or somebody else's. We want to be there for our clients to be able to help them achieve that goal of being more efficient and, and uh, in deploying those cloud offerings. So whether it's, you know, I need firewall or some security uh, components to get there securely and safely, whether, you know, I need some switching capacity internally in my regional or local office to connect all those devices. What are those devices? You know, whether it's handsets for voice or laptops or tablets or things like that, that's what we help uh, define and provide for those solutions. And like you said earlier, we have our own cloud solutions. So if they want to come to us for, you know, one stop and, and everything all in one order, we can do that for them as well. And, and we can define the entire solution for them. And I think we've got a unique position there in the market. And, and we've got incredible depth of knowledge through, through these 30 years of doing this for customers. Uh, um, we're really proud of our team and, and their ability to solve the most complex problems. 30 years you've evolved into technology that wasn't even a thought 30 years ago. Right. In fact, you know, your point is incredibly on target where we started this uh, as Earthbend. So that was, you know, only about eight years back from the total of 30 years. But you think about how they evolved over the 30 years. Um, And then just in the eight year span that we've been talking about, UCAS didn't exist. The cloud was just kind of a gleam in people's eyes. In the last five years, a 60 to $70 billion market was created called cloud solutions, right? With, you know, the big players like Google and Amazon, Microsoft and others like them. That all evolved in a five to six year period from today. And so, yeah, that's the great thing about this industry is if you like to learn and evolve, there's no better place because... You know, things are changing daily, monthly, et cetera. And, and so we've been fortunate to kind of be on the front edge of this, in particular, like you mentioned, the communication side, be able to provide, you know, these voice services and call center and contact center services. And then even IoT, right? That's another segment we're in. So Internet of Things is a whole other podcast oh, yes. that we'll have to schedule here, right? And, and we have an Internet of Things division where we do things like video surveillance and access control to doorways in the cloud. So you can literally pull up your cell phone and open a door to a facility where someone has to do some service work and they might be a thousand or 2000 miles away. As long as I'm connected to the internet, I can see him walk up to the door. I can open the door for him when he's done. I can lock it and watch him walk away. That's how quickly things advance in the cloud today and, and how we're able to be at the forefront of that, you know, with our, our approach and, and provide those services. 
For those of my listeners, you go back into the earlier days of this podcast here, and I did a show about talking toys, where the toys in the early days of Bluetooth were spying on kids, and they were learning your kids' voice preferences, and they somebody could hack into it and be actually looking at you. It was very creepy, and and this is in the early days of the IoT when there when there wasn't a whole lot of security involved in the toaster talking to the refrigerator. And right. it provided an access for people with nefarious intentions. And I remember at a toy conference, there was spy toys. And it wasn't meant to be a spy toy, but that's what that little doll was was doing. And it was very scary. Now people have, it's come to the attention that these things are talking to each other and they are weak points. And now you're saying that you have the resources to keep them from talking to the people who want to steal that information. Right. And, and the, you know, again, it gets down to some pretty simple concepts. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, backing up your data and having multi-factor authentication. So just a password isn't enough to get in. The other aspects, too, are, you know, isolating the networks that those devices run on. So they're not as easily accessible by the bad guys. Of course, all the solutions we provide, security is of utmost importance. And so I've had to spend a lot of time developing my skills and knowledge around that as well as our team. And, you know, the, the reality is that it comes down to doing the work up front and understanding what you're plugging into your network. It's kind of like the, the ring doorbells and, uh, you, know, about, you know, being able to hack into those. Well, the reality is, OK, if you're not going to read the instructions, find someone who does or knows how to do it and make sure that your environment is protected. Your home network is just as important as your work network because when I go home with my work laptop and I log in on my home internet, yeah. I'm a proxy right into my corporate network. So whatever I'm doing at home puts my work network at risk if I'm not doing the right things, if I'm letting my kids on the laptop to play video games, or if you know um, yeah. I'm doing other things that aren't necessarily secure on my laptop. So... The simple things are ironically the ones that are free and are the most effective at eliminating most of the risk. Then you get into other things that are necessary, you know, from a business standpoint, like policies and procedures and effective technology that goes around your environment, you know, defense in layer approach, kind of like an onion, right? With IoT, it really blew up here, I think, recently again, too. Like you said, that was the one that got all the notoriety back, you know, how many years ago that's been now and that, that spy toy was out, you know, yeah. and, uh, and that got everybody's attention, right? And then you heard about baby monitors and things like that. But, um, you know, the reality is, again, if you do it right in terms of the deployment, like an isolated network and, you know, advanced security components like multi-factor and encryption, encryption's critical as well. If, if, if your data is encrypted, and somebody steals that data, um, unless they're the NSA or somebody equivalent, and even them, it's going to take months, if not years, to break into that data, you're pretty safe. And especially if you're backing it up. You know? And so it's the simple things like that that tend to really have the most impact. But with, from an IoT standpoint, I think what we're going to see evolve now, especially with COVID and, and other things like that, is really you know, we're seeing two camps. One is more on the civil liberties side of it, and the other is on the liability side. And so you've got two effective groups from a legal standpoint fighting it out in some test cases that are, are happening now in states right. like Illinois and, you know, and others like Illinois that everyone's watching to see 
what are the limitations going to be or what are the guidelines going to look like? You know, can I take somebody's facial image as they walk through my doorway? Is that violating their civil liberty if I take their temperature when they do it? Um, you know, or what are the guidelines that allow me to do that to protect my environment? And we're big advocates of technology like that. And we offer temp sensing cameras um, that are highly advanced, for example, that allow our resellers customers to make sure their environments are safe. Now, there's a way to do that, though, without violating someone's data privacy and things like that. And so we coach them on those things. But again, those are all running on isolated networks so that somebody can't necessarily just go jump in there and, and figure out how to hack their way into it. So James Bond isn't going to be able to just jump on on his phone and hack into my system utilizing the James Bond toolkit. That's exactly right. What can you do for my audience of the Sohos, the small office, home office, about contact information for potential customers? Is that something that you can do to help me get more business? Absolutely. Reach out to us. We're at earthbend.com. How does that work? We've got great team members waiting to respond to people calling in and, and asking for help. Depending on what you're looking for, again, you know, if it's general technology, we have a whole technology distribution group that works with them to help them identify what their needs are, either for them or for their customers. Okay. Um, if they're deploying it for their customers, we have team members that if our customers are trying to figure out how do I more effectively communicate with my clients through UCAS, Unified Communications, or a contact center. We have experts that have run contact centers and the thousands of agents that know this stuff as well as anybody in the industry. Um, IoT, we've got some of the best expertise there in terms of how to define an effective IoT solution around anything from, you know, motion, smoke, you know, moisture, video surveillance, access control, even tank monitoring. Um, you know, we monitor tanks for fuel, water, chemicals at different sites, whether it's manufacturing or data centers or even uh, like co-ops that, you know, need to understand, uh, you know, uh, levels of, of those tanks with those assets in it. Uh, so we've got a lot of flexibility across different you know, key targets. But we think those three markets are really important going forward as things transition to the cloud and as workforces transition to more mobile or remote workforce models. And as these evolve, that cloud model will allow them to adapt much faster and much more cost-effectively, giving them the flexibility they need to serve their customers. Looking forward, as a small business owner, what should I be on the lookout for? What is the, the latest thing that may come into my business, whether it be a threat or something that could help my business? Where is the technology taking us in tomorrow's realm? Well, I think uh, we'll start with the negative side first, the threats, right? And the threats are always going to start with you know security, information security, environmental security. That's going to be an evolving, constant threat. Now that we're all hooked together via this thing called the internet, we're all visible, we're all susceptible. And we get that a lot where someone will say, well, I'm just a small business in Idaho or South Dakota or wherever. They don't even know I exist. And what we have to remind them is as soon as you log into the internet, you're like a beacon. You're a little flashing light that they can see that, oh, there's a potential target. So security is going to be something that we'll always have to look out for and manage effectively. And, and we do that well for our customers too. In terms of things evolving, you mentioned 5G. And you know 5G is the wireless model, and that's going to dramatically change things and create new opportunities. 
bandwidth will continue to evolve, whether it's wirelessly or over you know, our, our connections to our, our network providers, our carriers as well. And that's going to open doors as well to different things that we can do now that we couldn't maybe before, like video applications and content distribution and how we uh, do data analytics through you know, high-performance computing models that can al- allow us now to do much more complex analytics around the data we're generating at tremendous amounts. Um, everything we do, we leave a trail of data every day, every minute, every second. And, uh, and that's another thing that'll be, um, you know, something we do now more in a distributed fashion. So the benefits to small, medium business might, that might sound like it's, well, I, that doesn't apply, but it really does because as we know, the small medium business community is the vast majority of the, the GDP. Yes. And those small business entities, small medium business entities are the ones that keep the big guys going through supply chains and models like that. And so to be able to communicate effectively with the tools I mentioned, UCAS and Contact Center, to be able to manage and monitor your assets and facilities remotely if needed or at least real time through IoT con- concepts is also critical. And then just to be able to continue to provide the resources to be able to provide an effective remote workforce and distributed workforce and mobile workforce is going to be the norm going forward. Now that we've proven this works, right, we've proven through this last four months that we can be pretty darn effective putting people in their living rooms at their kitchen tables with their laptop and an effective communication system. And they can do their jobs very well, unless they have to have hands-on, like a manufacturing environment or something like that, or agricultural environment, as examples. Healthcare would be another one. Yes. They can do a lot without having to have that significant overhead of property or leases and things of that nature. And, And that's where we see our opportunity to really help those businesses going forward. Technology is evolving, and here on Business Soup, we try to find organizations as well as companies that represent an interest that may empower you to take action on opportunity. Wade Hoffman, who is a partner and general manager at EarthBend, and you can find all that information right there where you got access to this podcast with the transcripts right there at BizSoup. And we'll link you up to if you have a question or comment or you'd like to find out more how EarthBend can empower your business to expand it into the areas that we've discussed, which has been a lot of areas here. And we haven't even finished with part of what EarthBend can do for you. Wade, I want to thank you for being a part of this serving. Wade Hoffman from EarthBend, thanks for being a part of this serving of Business Soup. Well, I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. This has been another serving of Business Soup, where business comes for business. I'm John Debevoys, inviting you to visit the website for more servings of what is best in business. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.